Jack and Canned. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Jacked and Canned and End End End. <laughs> yes, Colby, what you're trying to say is the end of the NFL season. That you was exactly what I was aiming for there, but I mixed up end and the end in the NFL, and all of a sudden I'm just yelling end. So, <laughs> uh, John, I guess we'll start off with just how are you tonight, bud? We, we usually do it this way, right? That's what we usually go for? We usually do that, and I'm going to ask Sparky the coin. Sparky, how am I feeling tonight? Heads oh, for good, tails for bad. Here we go, Sparky. That was the most bootleg toss. Oh, and it fell. Oh, it fell on my shirt. Tails. I guess I'm not doing so good, Colves. Well, I'm not doing too good. I was going to say, I know you're not creating great content by flipping a coin that you can't catch. I know. I know. So, it fell on the ground. So, so we got some more fun stuff for you guys this week. So it's going to be a little bit different than our usual NFL episode. I am still going to give you guys the end of season power rankings. I'm going to go ahead, go over last week's picks where everything stands for the season. And I'm going to give you the picks for the first playoff games coming up here. Um, additionally, going to give you a couple other cool things. We're going to go over what my preseason playoff predictions were. We're going to go through what my playoff predictions are now. And we're going to go through um, what some of the teams did to me as far as what uh, what my record was betting those specific teams. Some good, some bad. It's not all bad. So, John, are you frozen or are you incredibly still? Nope, your eye just moved. Yeah, I'm, I'm just incredibly still. I thought we could have a funny moment on air, but apparently you're just really focused on something. Were you reading? No, I'm actually looking at a book right here. It's funny that you did say that. Uh, I'll show you, Coles, but it's Tony Robbins. Master money, it sounds like a seminar right now here on the Jack McGann pod. But uh, yeah, just looking at his charming smile. So ladies and gentlemen, let me just bring attention to this. Now John has hit a new level of boredom by what I'm saying about the NFL, where he's actually just reading a Tony Robbins book while I'm sitting here telling you about football. No, 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 no. Nonsense. I was looking at Tony Robbins, his very charming smile on the front page of this book here. Reminds me of Hamburger Helper. <laughs> such a, <laughs> such a weird over. thing. All right. Um, <laughs> fair enough. So <laughs> I, I don't know what else to do. We're going to dive into the power rankings because John wants to consider good looking people Hamburger Helper. So here we go. At number 10, and you're not going to see a lot of movement here, going to be honest. There was only one thing that changed here. Number 10, Cleveland Browns. They're really actually struggling coming into the end of the season here. They don't look like they did even a few weeks back, and I don't know exactly what has happened that has caused that. I know that COVID hasn't helped. I'm very aware of that, but I think there's something deeper. They got out of rhythm, and maybe that is all it is, is COVID, and then the rhythm got disrupted. But they don't look strong going into the playoffs, and I do worry about what they're going to be like in said playoffs because, in all seriousness, I'd want nothing more for them to beat Pittsburgh just because I hate Pittsburgh. So with that said, we're going to move on to number nine, the Tampa Bay Bucks, who look pretty mm. strong going into the playoffs. Um, I feel that they're at nine because for the most part, they haven't been incredibly consistent all season. Sometimes they have a run game. Sometimes they don't. Sometimes they throw the deep ball. Sometimes they don't. When they throw the deep ball, it hasn't been great. 
Um, the receiving core has been very good there, as we talked about on Monday. Um, Antonio mm-hmm. Brown starting to come along. So we're starting to see these weapons really all take shape and form. So the big win there is that they have all the weapons. They have the quarterback. Can they do it? And I think a lot of that they comes will. out of coaching. They will. Okay, fair enough. John says they will, so they will. Number eight, Pittsburgh Steelers. They uh, they remain at eight because they, even though they lost to Cleveland, they didn't play big band. They didn't play a few other of their kind of top-tier players just to give them a break here going into the playoffs. My real concern with Pittsburgh is not only have they looked cold over the course of the last quarter of the season, but Pittsburgh's been playing in a way where I think that they're trying to shy away from Ben Roethlisberger really taking shots downfield because his arm's given out on him, hence why I think they took that break in this last week, uh, giving him the rest so that he can have a little bit more ability. And they throw the ball 50 times a game, so they need Ben Roethlisberger to be able to throw it 50 times a game. And even if they get a win here in this first game, and I do think that that happens, we'll get to that in a little bit, but I just don't see Pittsburgh really going forward and being anything threatening in the playoffs. Number seven, we got the Tennessee Titans. I heard Colin Cowherd this week call Tennessee an inconsistent team, and I think that's the furthest thing from the truth. I've been speaking this all season. I think Tennessee might be the most consistent team in the NFL. You know exactly what you're getting. You're going to get Ryan Tannehill coming out there. He's going to throw for like barely 200 yards, but he's going to have two to four touchdowns just depending on the week. Derrick Henry is <laughs> going to get 32 carries, and it's just a matter of if he breaks it for a lot or not. And that really just depends on the defensive schemes that he's going up against. I don't think that we're seeing anything that's not consistent with Tennessee, so I don't understand where this is coming from, from Colin Cowherd. Granted, I love Colin. He's one of my go-tos as far as listening to radio, so I don't want to sit there and bag on the guy, but I just don't understand what about them is inconsistent. Number six, Seattle Seahawks. This is our one change. They were five last week. I actually moved them down a spot here. So Seattle's kind of crawling into the playoffs here. I don't know what happened to the offense. DK Metcalf, by the way, did break Steve Largent's record for the most receiving yards in a season by a Seahawk receiver. So just want to give a little shout out to DK Metcalf and always my boy LJ Collier. You guys have been coming along looking very good in your second season, and I'm really happy to see it. But the team itself doesn't look the same as it did early on in this season. And I know that this let Russ cook movement was big in the beginning of the season and people were loving it. I think they're doing a better coaching scheme, but the offensive line has crumbled. And we're really coming in there now with Russ second guessing himself just because every time he drops back, he's got 40 guys in his face. There's somehow 40 guys in his face when there's only 11 defensive players on the field. I don't know how that even happens, but that's exactly what I'm looking at there. And I'm nervous about them going into the playoffs. Luckily, it looks like Jared Goff's broken thumb has him still questionable for this game coming up here. So even though I think he plays, He's not going to be his full Jared Goff self that we know is already an inconsistent mess at times. So I think that Seattle's going to be able to pull that one off, but I don't know where they go from there. Now, at number five, we got the Baltimore Ravens. We moved them up a spot because they have been on fire for the... <laughs> I almost dropped the F-bomb there. I had to, <laughs> I had to really <laughs> switch that one up, but... They have looked just absolutely terrific. They've looked like maybe the best team in football over the last quarter of the season. So they're a real threatening team coming into these playoffs, and we're going to see where that takes them. Number four, 
We got the New Orleans Saints. This has been a team that has also caught a little bit of fire here later in the year since Drew Brees came back. And granted, Drew Brees isn't necessarily absolutely lighting it up, but it's exactly what the offense needs. Alvin Kamara has been lighting it up. And I think that we're going to see a team that really does have a posing threat in the NFC. Number three, the Buffalo Bills, who arguably with the Ravens are the other hottest team coming into the playoffs. They just put up 50-something on Miami's defense. What the hell? Yeah, I think it was 56. That hasn't happened, not only this season, but it just in general, like, who puts up 56 on Miami? That was incredible. So I'm not taking anything away from Buffalo. The only reason that they're number three is because at number two, Aaron Rodgers is pissed. And number one, oh, yeah, he's pissed. He's definitely pissed. And number one is Kansas City because I don't care that they don't look great going into the playoffs, but they're still better than you. They just are. Yep. Well said. Oh, thank you. I um, I like to pride myself on my expertise in the NFL industry. I believe myself to be a catalyst of sorts. Well, it, it, as long as you uh, you compare your or you call yourself a catalyst of source of sorts. I said source. Yeah, I know it's okay. I expect it. Here's the thing, Colbs. Okay, you might be a catalyst of sorts, but <laughs> Sparky the coin is the champion. And we're going to get into that in just a moment. So last week's picks, we actually had a really good week in the win-loss category. We went 12-4. and four. So I thought that based off that, we would have a better week going elsewhere, but we did not. So on the spread, we went 4-11-1. Terrible <laughs> week. One of the worst weeks ever. And unfortunately, since I gave you all those picks, that's going to come back to bite me a little bit here. The over-unders, we went 6-9-1. So I got the remain under 500 in both those categories, even though I was at least relatively close. For the picks I gave you guys this year, I went all out. I just shoved all the coins to the table and said, okay, let's go ahead and put all in and see what happens. And we uh, we lost. So we did not have a good week there. The coin went 5-10-1. So the coin didn't have a good week, but it had a better week than me. Now, on our last episode, we did talk about how that would affect the yearly standings. And I did do the math wrong in the t- off the top of my head. So let's go through what we did for the season. So for win-loss, we went 171, 81, and 1. Comes out to 67.86%. So very good. Um, as much as I wanted to hit 70 there, I am going to take this. Last year, I didn't do quite that well. So I'm happy with that. For the spread... Of course, that was the one I didn't write down the percentage of, but we went 118, 129, and 6. And uh, just to put that into perspective, because the over-unders is almost identical, we can just use that percentage. We went 118, 128, and 7. So that went at 47.77%. So we were around there for the spread as well for the course of the season. Definitely not what I was looking to do. I wanted about another 10% there, 10 to 13. For the picks I gave you guys, we went 42, 60, and 2. So we came in at 41.18%. And Sparky the Coin went 12, 19, and 1. That does come out to 38.71%. So technically by percentage, I did beat the coin. But had it stuck with me all season because that last week really hurt Sparky the coin too. We're going to have to try it out next year. For this year, it's technically yep. a victory for me. 
but I mean, Sparky just needed a couple more to beat me there for the season just because it had so little numbers being that it only had three weeks of action. So we're going to see where that goes next season. We definitely plan on doing this again throughout the season. We'll do it through the playoffs, too, even though I don't really count the playoffs as necessarily something that I put pride into because I'm not actually that good at picking playoff games. I never have been. I probably never will be, and I don't know why the reason for that is. Hold on. We're going to take a sip of beer here, Jack and Cand. Hey, while you go ahead and take a sip of that beer, Washington football team, let's go. Ladies and gentlemen, the moment we've been waiting for this NFL episode, Colts versus the Colts. So, <laughs> with that said, we're going to dive into the picks. So, what we have here for the wild card <laughs> round. So we've got India Buffalo. Buffalo is minus seven. And I thought about this one for a minute, but I am going to stick with Buffalo because they look so hot. And Phillip Rivers has had so many playoff. I don't want to call it a catastrophe, but he's never really been productive in the playoffs in a way that's translated to winning. And I just think that against one of the hottest teams in the league that it's not enough. I think Buffalo beats Indy and I think they beat him significantly. John. Go ahead and flip Sparky. What Sparky say? All right, heads for who? Indy. So everybody knows. Okay, here we go. Tails. All right, so Sparky is with me with Buffalo. Next game we got is the Los Angeles Rams at Seattle. Seattle is minus three and uh, three and a half rather. And I'm taking Seattle here because I think Jared Goff's broken thumb is really going to hinder that offense. And even though I see the Cooper Cup is active again, and that's his main target, and Cooper Cup is somebody that can catch the ball in shorter ranges, I still think throwing with a broken thumb is tough. And I just don't see Jared Goff really being able to put uh, put up a consistent effort here. So what I'm going to go ahead and say is that Seattle does win this game, and I think they win it still not in a high-scoring game by any means because our offense is struggling, but I do think that Seattle is going to be able to obtain the victory by at least four points. John, what's the coin say, buddy? Heads. So that's going with the Rams. So that's going against me and pisses me off on that one. So we're going to go to game three here. We got Tampa at Washington. Tampa is minus nine. Now, I'm taking Washington on the spread. I think Tampa wins the game, but I got Washington keeping this within nine. Um, Reason being is that Alex Smith is back. Alex Smith looked fine last week. Had I known that, I probably would have picked that game differently. And I am going to stick to Alex Smith is close enough that he can keep them within a 10-score game. So, John, what's the coin tell us here? Come on, please pick Washington. I don't know who I want you to choose. Come on, Sparky. (laughs) John dropped the coin. (laughs) It dropped on heads, so we're going to count that. All right, so it's going Tampa. So we're going to move over to Baltimore at Tennessee. It's uh, it's Baltimore minus three and a half. I'm taking Tennessee, and I do think Baltimore still wins this game, being that I think they are currently playing the best football in the NFL. But I think it's going to be a field goal game. I really do. And Tennessee did beat them in overtime earlier this year. I'm not actually going to weigh that in too much to what I think now because this is a different Baltimore team, hence why I think Baltimore wins. But I think the Tennessee has proven that they are good enough to keep this exactly at a field goal. And that's how I see this one going. John, what does the coin say? Sparky says. Tails. 
Tennessee, so the coin is with me there. So we're going to move over to Chicago at New Orleans. It is New Orleans minus 10. I'm taking New Orleans here, and I don't like doing these in playoff games, but there's always a couple of first-round blowouts, and I think this will be mm-hmm. one of them. Uh, Mitch Trubisky is absolutely a total uh, – we've called awesome him – Awesome quarterback. We've called him a dumpster fire here, and by we, I mean me. Um, I think that he is hot garbage. However, he will put up yards and points. I definitely went with the over here. Now, as far as New Orleans is concerned, they've been thriving. They've been driving. They've been putting up points. And I think that we're just going to see that continue here against Chicago and their somewhat inconsistent defense. John, what's the coin say? Sparky is going to say, Tails. All right, going with me with New Orleans. So we're going to move over to Cleveland at Pittsburgh. It is Pittsburgh minus six, and I'm actually taking Pittsburgh here, even though I don't feel great about it. Reason being is that I think Pittsburgh is coming in here now rested, and you're about to get the best version of Pittsburgh that we've gotten in a long time. And Cleveland's kind of hobbling into these playoffs. So what I'm seeing here is a game that's potentially a two-score game um, might be about a seven or eight pointer, but I really do think the Pittsburgh covers the spread when I look at it, just because of the inconsistencies we've seen with Cleveland. John, what's your coin say? Sparky is going to say heads heads. So it's going against me. It's going Cleveland. And also on that note, John, I'm going to alert you to the fact that Cleveland is starting to have COVID outbreaks. So, oh, oh Sparky. Now, we're going to do something kind of fun here. We're going to talk about what my preseason predictions were for who was going to make the playoffs. And the unfortunate part about this is even though for my whole life, I've always written the playoff part on the back of this as far as who goes where in the playoffs. I, for whatever reason, this year didn't, and I can't find the paper that has it. But I do remember who my Super Bowl picks were preseason. So that's really essentially what you guys wanted out of it anyway. So we're going to talk about at least who was going to make the playoffs because I have that. I had in the NFC, I had New Orleans finishing number one at 12 and four. They did go 12 and four, Hmm. but they ended up being the two seed. So I had Green Bay being the two seed at 11 and five, and they ended up being the one seed at 13 and three. Hmm. I had Alice being the third seed at 10 and six. (laughs) <laughs> uh they, they didn't do that so um we we missed on dallas at four we had seattle at 10 and six seattle came in at the third seed at 12 and four we had uh san fran being the fifth seed also at 10 and six they did not <laughs> make the playoff so that's two misses there Number six, we had the minnesota vikings at 10 and six <laughs> they did not make the playoffs and number seven, the Philadelphia Eagles at nine and seven, <laughs> who also did not make the playoffs. So I did pretty good with the top seeds, but we did not succeed at the uh, the lower echelon there. Now, for the AFC, we had Baltimore, number one, being 12 and four. They uh, did sneak in at the five seed. They were 11 and five, so we were relatively close on the record at least. At two, I had Kansas City also being 12 and four. They went 14 and two and got the one seed. They did better in the regular season than I predicted. 
Uh, number three, we had the Houston Texans at 10 and six. Oh. They did not make that happen. I did not see that befalling coming to us. That was really, um, I don't know how else to put it. That was just straight up disappointing. Uh, number four, we had Buffalo at nine and seven. Uh, Buffalo went 13 and three and took the two seed. So I, um, I was definitely off on the record, but at least I had them win in the division. Number five, we had the Pittsburgh Steelers at nine and seven. Pittsburgh actually ended up being 12 and four, uh, and they did end up winning the division. So I wasn't quite right with them, but I feel like nice. they're playing about what I had them at. Number six, we had the Indianapolis Colts at nine and seven. Okay. They, um, I believe they actually went 11 and five, and they, I, eh, they might be the sixth seed. Uh, no, they're the seventh seed because Cleveland's six. And at number seven, I had the Los Angeles Chargers at eight and eight. Uh, they didn't <laughs> quite make it there, although they were actually not too, too far off. I yeah. did not quite have Cleveland playing as well as they did or Tennessee. That was how that shaped out. And as far as how the playoffs went, and I'm not going to bore you guys with trying to pick who I would pick now off the top of my head, but I did have a Green Bay, Kansas City Super Bowl. So we're going to move on to what I have picked out for the playoffs this season as currently constituted. So we've got here New Orleans beating Chicago. I mean, you guys already know what I picked here. We got Seattle beating the Rams. We got Tampa beating Washington, Buffalo beating Indy. We have Pittsburgh beating Cleveland. We have Baltimore beating Tennessee. So that brings us to the Packers at the Bucks, or the Bucks at the Packers, rather, and the Seahawks at the Saints. I think that we see the one two matchup here. I think Green Bay beats Tampa. I think New Orleans beats Seattle. And in the AFC, we have Kansas City and Baltimore. And I think Kansas City wins that one. We have Buffalo and Pittsburgh. I think Buffalo wins that one. So we got one twos across the board. I don't normally like to do it that way. I like to have somebody that's not a one or a two seed. However, this year, I think it shapes out best that way. Although I will say that Baltimore is scaring me there, and I hope that they don't beat Kansas City, but they look dangerous. Now, we got Green Bay and New Orleans and Kansas City and Buffalo. I got Green Bay, Kansas City still, so I still have the same pick there for my preseason predictions. Now, the last thing I want to do with you guys is just tell you a little bit about some of the teams that I picked this season and how I did with them. So for one, John, I know I've been teasing this, so we're going to start with Atlanta and Minnesota. So Minnesota, I didn't do as bad as I thought I did, but I still went 6-10 and 10 picking Minnesota this year. So had I just not picked Minnesota, I would have been four games closer to 500. Um, actually, you know what? We're going to save Atlanta for the end. Seattle, um, I always say that I don't like picking for the picks that I actually put money down on that I don't like picking Seattle just because I have fanship there. So I don't want it to be ruined by my fanship. I actually picked 12 and four picking Seattle this year. So I had a pretty good grasp on what Seattle was going to do. Now I thought it'd be fun to do the best and the worst team. So I did Kansas city where I went eight, six and two because they oddly had two pushes this year. And with the Jets, I went nine and seven. So I did actually more average than I thought I would have because I thought I was pretty on spot with both of them. And then I realized after doing that, that the Jags were actually the worst team this year. So how did I do there? Well, we went eight, seven and one. 
And then mm. I thought I'd also just give the numbers for what I did for John's Dallas Cowboys. Um, I didn't pick them so good. I went seven and nine. So that one was one of the teams that hurt me a little. <laughs> but now we're going to get to Atlanta, who is just completely obligatorily bleeped me this season. I went three and 13 just picking Atlanta. So I would have gotten Whoa. 10 more wins this season on the spread had I just simply not picked Atlanta games. What? That is insanity. I That's don't understand it. Every time that I think that Matt Ryan's going to go off, he does terrible. Every time I think that he's going to have a terrible game, he comes out and throws for four touchdowns. I just don't get it. I don't know how to analyze Atlanta. They they just they're a team that is incredibly dangerous and also bad. I I don't understand it. <laughs> Next year, next year, I'm hopeful they're going to yes. turn it around. So going forward, I will continue to give you the picks going through the playoffs here. We're going to still see how I did, how Sparky the Coin did, just to have a little fun with it. Like I said, I don't pride myself on playoff picks, so this isn't a place where I feel that I'm actually really putting anything in your face that I take any semblance of uh, uh I don't want to keep using the word pride, but I think it's probably the best way to put it. I, I don't really take anything out of how I pick these particular games, but I do think that this is a good way to continue just doing football episodes through the playoffs. And as there are less and less games, we'll actually spend a little time breaking down the games a little bit rather than just me giving you a little paragraph worth and moving on. So, John, is there anything else you'd like to add or are we going to end this the way we usually do? Yeah, I'd like to add this. Uh, stay tuned. Monday night, we're going to be recording up a little podcast here with an awesome, awesome group of guys from Breaking Down the Tape, another football-themed or sports-themed podcast. Uh, we just got off a little group chat with them actually before recording this episode right here. So really looking forward to kind of coming together and collaborating a nice, fun-filled episode. So stay tuned. Definitely some more information coming there. Colbs, I'll kick it back over to you, man. Um, yeah, John, just one more note. Um, uh, apparently my gums are bleeding. Oh, well, with that said, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, we are going to go ahead, rate, review, subscribe to the podcast. We're going to go ahead and end this one here. Colbs, shut it down the way you know how to do it. He might not be able to because his gums are bleeding. No, so try no, your best. Good. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this has been Jacked and Canned. Honestly, I thought that was going to sound like <laughs> this was jacked and canned. Tune in to new episodes on iTunes and check out what the boys are getting themselves into on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube at jacked and can presented by no one.